Doesn't matter. Let's go. <laughs> Just turn off one fucking light. Hey, do you have the audio on? Don't. You don't need to. You don't fucking need to worry about anything right here. Because this shit is just... Fuck yeah, it's on. He's been on for fucking 23 seconds. I got this going. I got that going. I got all kinds of shit going. I got all kinds of shit going. You know what's been really bugging me over the last two weeks? What? This could be anything. I'm serious. No! It's been bugging the living shit out of me. All this stuff with, like, the kettlebell workouts, that's not even working out. I've been seeing more and more of it. Oh, like that shit you sent me with, like, the barbell, and he's like, what is it? It's like the bar, and then the weight's on one, and the other one's just planted on the ground, and he's like... That's that's kind of a workout. That's like legit. Yeah, been a good workout for a long time. Working on explosiveness, but it's when they start adding all these other maneuvers that it just it gets too much. Have you seen these kettlebell workouts to where they swing? They fucking swing the kettlebell and they flip it, and they grab it, mm-hmm. and they flip it, and they're doing all this. Sh- like I get. Look, first off, when people think of fitness world and they think of who has a reputable opinion about stuff, they always think about me. So I didn't see where that was going. So my opinion matters on this. Trust me. I talk to Dell and Kenny all the time about. Yeah. So you got your finger on the pulse. I got my huh? finger on. I'm the guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's but, what I think about. I'm like, I need to call him. If, <laughs> I want to make sure it workouts legitimate. I, I get stuff supposed to evolve. You're, you know, we're constantly making things better, but sometimes shit shouldn't evolve. You watch too much fucking D- Tim Dillon before this podcast. <laughs> too much coffee. You're going on rants. <laughs> it's been bugging the shit out of me. Sometimes things don't need to evolve. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the benefit of fucking throwing and flipping a kettlebell? Hand-eye coordination? <laughs> Throw a fucking baseball. Have you seen the ones where they, they go up and then midair, they'll let go? And tap it and then catch it again. <laughs> that, that pisses me off. <laughs> Maybe that, it's a coordination thing. Okay, go play baseball. What is there's? What are you going to be doing? What real life scenario are you going to be doing? Well, tapping? you're seeing the stuff on Instagram, so it is like an aesthetic workout. If they're like doing these tricks, it's like more pleasing to see. Oh shit, he tapped it like three fucking times. Is that part of it, or do you think? Do you think, you know, because you have to go, you know, the camera moving back and forth while they do these aggressive workouts. Like, that's the thing. So, like, if everybody's doing that, like, all right, well, I'll put my fucking arm around the kettlebell as it's in the air yeah. and catch it and do the same. And then it'll one up that that video. Do you think there's some of that going on? I, I guess so. Are you talking about so it's just mainly for looks? Like, it's not really about working out anymore. It's yeah, it's, it's like a gr- trick. Like, if you see, like, a, someone on a skateboard, you know, they got to do a trick because it makes it, like, you know. To me, more legit it's, style it's it's adding too much fluff to like just working out you know just what I, work out you know what i bet it turns into it's turning it's going to be working out but then there's got you know they have like a crossfit or whatever there's going to have a competition oh yeah for right, like right. so many reps or whatever but then it's going to turn into a style there's gonna be like how, how much style did he have like yeah. you're doing the movement right but where's the flare yeah you know no, i think evolve right. into that i think you're right i 
I get that you need to appeal to people to get their fat asses up and work out. <laughs> I, I understand that, right? But it's just too much. There. Like, you're going to break your fucking foot. It's going to fall and you're going to break your toe or something. Just work out. Yeah. Just do the kettlebell swings, the Turkish get-ups, you know, the animal flow stuff. It's like evolved from this animal flow. Like, even sometimes animal flow is getting a little bit too much. Like, have you seen the Carnivore MD? Mm-mm. I love the Carnivore MD. You know, I'm a big fan of Carnivore MD. Okay. But he's doing. He posted this video on TikTok the other day, doing some fucking crazy shit. Let me. I'm gonna pull it up. I want you to watch. It's it. all. I think it's all flare. You, you know the guys that will do the push-ups and they'll jump when in the push-up and like spread out and then go back down. Yeah. And then they'll boost up and just fucking throw a backflip. <laughs> it's like, you know, what are they doing? It's it's turning into that. Like that's that's all showboating. And it's like seeping into kettlebell workouts. Yeah, it's it's kind of like what? Wh- when is it going to stop? <laughs> what is too much? Who's going to be the guy that stops it, or woman? It's going to be me. Yeah, I'm going to put a stop to this. Like, just work out. Yeah, I don't understand the benefit of flipping a kettlebell. Help me understand. Someone, fucking, come to me and tell me the benefit of going around. They go around. And they hold it. Oh. You know what I mean? Someone's going to tell you. Dude, every it, time I do that one, you're supposed to do it like in the air very like nicely to where it's not slamming on your wrist. But I would wear my Garmin watch. and Oh, you have to flip the watch. I have to flip the watch yeah. or take it off. But, yeah. man, it, it hurt. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, it just slams on your wrist all day. Okay, so that that legit where you're flipping the kettlebell to do like a, yeah. a power clean or a snatch yeah. or a press, that's... A legit workout, like that's a legit thing to do with a kettlebell. Yeah. I'm talking about when they they start with a kettlebell between their legs, and they rotate in a 360 around them in front. Okay, uh-huh. so they they and they put their arm in a big circle, and they catch it, and then they'll go down, and they'll they'll act like they're gonna do a, a kettlebell thrust, and they'll flip it in the air. And then catch it. That's flare. That's flare. Like, but they I, squat with this, right? Because that turn, that's the squatting position. Like when they flip it, when they, flip, they normally come down on a squat. That right. puts weight on their squat, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Man, that's you, just something that's been bugging the fuck out. I of had me. no idea that's what you're going to be saying. You could have said anything. Well, I I caught myself getting into it, wanting to do it. What are you looking at the camera for? Make sure we're live. <laughs> oh, dude, don't don't distract me like that. Don't worry about where I'm looking. Okay. Make sure there's Dunder Mifflin. I, I caught myself trying to do some of this shit. <laughs> you caught yourself? Yes. Just all of a sudden you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I caught myself wanting to get into this stuff because I follow, you know, the Eric Leha yeah. and all those fucking, the primal, there's a whole primal page um, of workouts. <laughs> and some of this shit is really good. Stretching, mobility, mm-hmm. you know, your hip flexors. I think those are like, Hundred percent. I need to stop saying like so much right now. Just the coffee. The coffee's, this coffee's got, getting me. You came in hot. I know this episode. I'm sorry. Um, I I believe I truly believe in some of that stuff now. I I see the benefits personally. Yeah. With my knee and my ankles and all that stuff. Yeah, with the knees over toes stuff. The knees over toes. That's big. Like it's mm-hmm. been helping 110 percent of my runs. And I wanted. I was like, well, if it that works, then maybe I can incorporate some of this other stuff. <laughs> 
you know i want to go you know how it go i, I want to yeah. go i want to i want to do everything i want to incorporate all the stuff that's similar because if it works then but then i'm like flipping kettlebells in my shit and i'm like this is yeah this is wrong it's like, like uh cardio weightlifting it's like integrating the two together yeah to where you're getting a lot of people don't want to do cardio or they don't want to do weightlifting so now it's like it's like powerful explosive movements but you know what the contributing factor is right a coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. No. Four scoops of C4. Those motherfuckers get that pre-workout. <laughs> Dude. And they start doing these movements like, fucking, I'll, f- I'll flip it this time. Yeah. I'll fucking kick this shit yeah. up there. Get like, it, Johnny. Get yeah. it. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> kick his ass, Johnny. I believe it. I yeah. believe uh, the the hardcore, the amp music, mm-hmm. too much fucking um, pre-workout, and wanting to get the most views. I think you're absolutely right. I didn't really consider my brain is like, how is this really benefiting a workout? But I think you're right. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to appeal and there's so much fucking athletic workout videos out on Instagram that you, yeah. you have to try to separate yourself. Oh, Hey, this podcast episode is brought to you by BCN supplements. BCN supplements is a Texas based company that produces and manufactures everything right here in the great United States of America. The good thing is BCN caters to every single person on the fitness spectrum, whether you're a seasoned hybrid athlete, kind of like myself, or you're a newbie just now starting to pay attention to your health, kind of like Mike. BCN has what you need to make a healthy choice. Lately, I've been using BCN's pre-workout mix. And to be honest, I'm not really a pre-workout guy because I don't like the way most on the market make you feel. You know, the crash and that tingly feeling, but you don't get any of that junk with BCN's pre-workout mix. I've noticed I had more focus during my lifts and more energy to carry through my longer workouts. And that pump you get is just, it's amazing. Drop what you're doing right now and go to bcnsubs.com to place your order today on this pre-workout mix. They got vitamins and they got collagen and be sure to use promo code CWJM to receive 10% off your next purchase. BCN Supplements, helping build a better you from the inside out. Yeah, And I think that's a, a way for them to do it. But if there, I, I get it too. So like, if you have this movement down so well to a science, your body's going to want to one up it. So like, if you know the timing of you going up and down and you know, you can do a flip in there and catch it. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't do that day one. Cause yeah. you're going to catch it wrong and like tw- pull your back or, yeah. you know, something. So They've got it down so much. I would throw a little flip in there if I've done it for years, you know? Like, you're, Well, you're a stylistic guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why they, it's, it's evolution. You want to you want to get that trickery. You want to get that showboating. Like with with basketball, have you seen dunks lately? Jeez. Like, I watch basketball. These dudes are like doing 540s and dunking now. You used to just dunk it one hand. Basketball's so. too woke for me. It's an evolution thing. What is that? Who? Le- Leha? Eric Leha. Eric Leha. When I watch his videos, though, I get pumped, dude. Whatever they're doing with the camera, they're going back and forth, and his like, I like you when know. he does the quick, the feet yeah. front and back, and yeah. he's like, and then yeah. he'll step up. That dude's fucking ripped, and then he's lean, and then he's just explosive. It makes you want to do stuff. I don't do it, yeah, but I want to. I I've tried to do it. He, I'm glad that he doesn't. He holds true to the. The I guess the fundamentals, the fundamental primal stuff. I haven't seen him. <laughs> that could be f- <laughs> animal is already not fundamental, but the fundamentals of animalistic, the traditional primal <laughs> kettlebell stuff. Yeah, he's holding true. I don't see him doing that f- that fluffy stuff. Well, I, I think all that stuff's fluff. I never see him use the gorilla ones. 
Do people really use that, or is that something they put on like their table or something? I think, I think Rogan. I mean, that's a Rogan thing, right? It's on it. That's a on well, that's, it. You know, that's where it works. So I would imagine they have some gorilla ones there. How can you really do like if you're doing the kettlebell swings, maybe the gorilla? But if you're doing the other ones, something's got the gorilla face is going to cut you or something. <laughs> going to bite the shit out of you. He might bite you. Yeah. It's going to it's going to get bananas. <laughs> This is why I, don't I knew laugh that's at your the joke. shit you like. No, this is why I don't I have laugh to dumb at your it. Jokes. I have to dumb it down so it's on no. your wavelength, and no. you're like, "Oh shit!" I, you know, pick up on it. You're it like, oh laugh. shit, that's I, funny. I laugh it's because it's so <laughs> stupid. Like it's not funny at all. You and Kelly are on this low wavelength, and no. if I just throw those little slapstick jokes, and you're like, "You think you're, you just like connect?" You're like, you, "You think you're a comedian?" Yeah, but you're not. You're on coffee too much right now. Every now and then you say some shit that's yeah. pretty funny. You said something on uh on Hickey's uh, podcast. Yeah? That was I had to watch back twice. I was like, it's just pretty funny. Was that the one that you didn't get at first? The best no. ones are the ones you don't get at first. No. no. It was something that you said that was funny. I don't even remember. Very what rare that it happens. Yeah. That's what's been pissing me off though. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Maybe this maybe this like Podcast we do by ourselves should just be like a rant of you. What gets on your nerves? There's a, a lot, lot of stuff of does gets on my nerves. A lot of stuff. A lot does. of stuff gets on your nerves too, right? Well, yeah. With the, this climate we're in, oh. it's like throwing stuff uh, left and right at us. You what know what mean? bothers me is I've looked at our videos, and every time I say something, I do this. <laughs> and every you know we edit these. We don't we don't really watch them, but yeah. we edit them, so we're basically watching them. And all the things I do when I talk is the same shit. And I'm like, fuck, I got to quit fucking touching my t-shirt when I talk. Why do you, why do you do that? I don't know. It's like that shit I used to do like that. I don't do it. I I do that. I talk with my hands a lot. You need to stop. Why? Keep your hands straight. If we had a table here, then I wouldn't do it as much. Do I need to put a little table? I can put a TV dinner Mm. table here. Do you think that would break it? No, I think we need to go back to the the table. (laughs) Not that table. But I think we need to go back to a the table. table. Yeah. With this setup? No. I'm not digging this setup. No. Right now. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> we put a lot into it. I know. Yeah. I just That's like, why I you like, don't. I like the table. You like going against the grain. No, not all the time. Yeah. I just like the table format better. When something's too perfect, you're like, hey, I don't like this at all. What I didn't like about the table was that we sat on the same side. We almost need a circle or a triangle table. Yeah. A triangle table would be good. A triangle? Yeah. What if we have four guests? They'll be on one side? Yeah, the guests would be on You've the been doing too much trigonometry. Been living it. You love triangles. <laughs> and maybe that's it. Trigonometry is the funner one out of the math, though. Like, you yeah. can agree, like, well, there's some trig in, like, calculus and stuff, but, like, trig's, like, understandable a little bit. You can apply it. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, John's in school and he's doing trigonometry. We could talk about, we can talk about that. We were talking about it before the podcast. About you, school? Well, yeah, you can apply... Well, the way that school's taught today, it's hard because they make it hard. Like this one, yeah. or, it's, or it's outdated. So it's like not necessarily they're making the money, but they're not putting it back into the school. The yeah. thing that got us on this rant is because I'm doing Duolingo. Mm. For those of y'all don't know, no, it's a, it's okay, a Spanish. For those of y'all don't know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Spanish. Uh, well, not, it has all languages, but it's to teach you languages. And it applies it in a way that's just so understandable. And it's like, they give you different scenarios too. Like they'll, you know, they'll say it and then you have to spell it. They'll say it. You'll have to say it. Uh, they'll say English and then you have to say Spanish. It's, and, and there's these little blocks of each word that you bring in and make the sentence that they're saying. And it's like, I'm learning at such a rate. Like I, I, 
I, I, literally, I literally did it for like two days. And I think I learned more than three semesters in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's just, they made it better. It's like great now. So if they could have that same app and I've, I've looked this up, I was like, what's the Duolingo app for math? And Duolingo is already making an app for math because if you can make it click and yeah. have that aha moment where, you know, like you're like, Oh fuck, I get it now. Then it's great. Yeah. Some, some of those classes, I never get it. Like I'll just follow along and I'm like, okay, well I don't know how this applies to the real world. They're teaching like in, in high school and, and when I was in school or we were in school and even in college, they're teaching you to pass the class. They're teaching, um, the way to do something the way that they know how to do it, right? The way they learned it to pass this class. They're not teaching you to apply the material in real life. To me, that would help me so much more because I, I was, that's why I fucking hated high school. It was boring as shit. I don't want to read Hansel and Gretel and I don't want to know this fucking math equation for to pass next week's class. Tell me how it's going to help me in real life. Yeah. And I think people would probably gauge to that faster and, catch on quicker at least for me there's people that don't need to learn that way there's people that fucking can just listen to the teacher talk and watch uh watch the teacher write on the whiteboard and it clicks for them i'm not that person i have to fucking apply make me want to do this yeah the reason i'm doing it in college is because i i have to i have to pass it to you know get where i want to go yeah it's still not fun and most of the, the professors, they're so disengaged. They're just, you know, here's this week's material and pass this class. It's, yeah. I'm not going to use it. All the engineers we talk to in, at, at Dow, they don't use their shit. No. They, they forgot it all. Yeah, because uh, the system's already set up. There's spreadsheets and yeah. and things to help you with the, you know, the formulas and things. It's not like you have to go pick up your college book and flip through the page. You're like, what was that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what was that relative I'll, formula or whatever I'll the hell? Calculate the spill. Yeah, you don't do that. There's, there's stuff to help you do that now. Because um, I think that's the progression of mankind. I mean, we're not going to, it's good to know where it all came from, but in order to progress, we have to pick up where we left off and keep going, keep passing the ball as, as uh, our generations keep going and going. That's how we're going to get further. But have you heard of these school pods that um, it's like a private school, but it's some of the teachers like during COVID, some of the teachers started their own school pods. There's a bunch of different names, but I've heard them say school pods. So teachers that have quit teaching in high school have opened up their houses or their homes to start teaching a certain amount of students at their houses. What? And it's, it's exploding right now, especially in Texas. And I'm thinking about throwing the twins in there. I don't want the twins to go to this fucked up public education that we have. And you know, you have to worry about schools being blown up or some kid taking a knife or a gun to school these days. And, and the way they teach at these pods are like real life applications. Yeah, Candace has this friend who's homeschooled, and um, she's so fucking smart, dude. She's mm. brilliant, and she's in she she knows how to engage in conversations um, with adults. Like so much to where I like, fuck, she's smarter <laughs> than me. <laughs> but she's but it's three hours a day versus t- you know ten hours. You send your your kids to you know ten hour school days, and they drag it out, and it's long and monotonous, and, and not it, efficient, yeah. and not efficient, yeah, and these 
school pods, they, they last three to four hours, like not even a full traditional school day. And they teach them real life applications. They're, they're teaching everything about history. They're teaching everything about math, but they're applying it to where these kids can grasp the material. Yeah. I want to do that. That's man. That's a good way for teachers to make more money too. Yeah, they can charge a little more for this like private session. The kids benefit. I know where the problem is going to come is where the teachers have a like a political bias. That's where it gets, and that's going to seep into the kids, and and that's that's where you have to pick like what teacher do I want? Yeah. Um. So that, but I think school has that too, anyways. So like when you go to a class, you know, it's monitored a little more, maybe. But I'm sure they have political biases too. I think that's you saw stories on that where um, some of the teachers get in trouble for teaching a certain way, and not just yeah. teaching history; they're teaching it in their point of view, yeah. which gets a little hairy. But that's a that's a good idea, man. And that's it's it making costs, it more convenient too. It probably costs more, so they get more money. They get more; they're not getting paid hourly; they're getting paid for the sessions. Yeah. Um. Someone was telling me uh, this week this uh, a, a, a coworker. Her uh, her sister took um, her sister's kid was uh, the school was thinking about putting her into special ed, and they were thinking you know she wasn't a bad kid, but she was distracted and she made some noise and so anyway she wasn't performing well with the other kids so the parent took her out put her in one of these homeschools and now she's like out testing her other classmates that she would have been with wow. because they're teaching. You know, to this, how this kid learns. And that's, I feel like that's, that was me. Like I had thought I was in special ed classes. I really thought, I was there, too. <laughs> there was, I thought there was something wrong with me because I wasn't, I couldn't pay attention in class. Yeah. I couldn't sit there and like watch this teacher. I was thinking about football and like <laughs> fucking bitches. <laughs> 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 I know you wanted me to say that, <laughs> All right. but I wasn't thinking like that. Um, I couldn't sit there and listen and I didn't know how this applied to me. No. And I don't know. I think it's, it's I think it accounts for something. Not every kid can learn that way. Yeah. And so it's a paying attention thing. And then also the classes are like sometimes 20 plus. Mm -hmm. So you, you can't touch every kid in there metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, oh, shit. so like that was the same thing with me. I would, uh, like in math, I think it was algebra or something. I would, man, every time I'd come in there with my, like my book and all that, and I'm ready to go, I'm writing down notes and I'm like really getting it. But that moment I drop off, I'm like, I just don't understand this one concept. I go to the teacher and he's like, oh, I don't have time just yet. You yeah. can come after class. After class or before class. Well, like, yeah. my parents work. Yeah. So I can't come after class. I can't come early. Yeah. And I have to be out of the bus to go home Yeah. or I'm going to miss the bus and nobody's going to come pick me up. Yeah. So... There is that thing, uh, but I think, yeah, I think making the group smaller like that, you can, you can, you can reach uh, kids better. You I, have more I, time I to teach. You don't yeah. have to be on this. Oh, it's first period. It's second period. We got to take attendance in third oh. period now. And now oh, we got to, you know, recess and lunch and right. feeding kids. It's just better <laughs> all the way around. Cause you can feed them properly too. Yeah, you're, you're getting this like you're fucking bullshit lunch at school. What is it like? Fucked up pizza. It was square, like God, square that pizza. pizza was good. It was kind of good though. Yeah, it was good boy. <laughs> That's some good stuff. <laughs> but still, it it just benefits the child so much more. Yeah, and it can be around there. Well, we we discussed before. Half a school is daycare too, so mm -hmm. it does kind of suck. They're only there four hours because yeah. you know we work. Uh, you know, uh, it's either eight or ten hours. Oh, I mean, but people of, are working from home. I know now. a lot of people are working from home. The world is evolving. 
that's the kind of shit that needs to evolve. But there's too much money in the education system. It's easy to say, well, kids aren't performing well in this school. Well, how do we fix it? We give the school more money. Yeah. So that's just is evolving thing. Like throw more money at it. Throw more money. No, maybe you're just fucking teaching wrong. I guess that's the other thing too. School's free right now, and then you have to start paying for school, so it'd be an extra extra expense. What do you mean school's not free? I like uh, public school is bullshit. Well, I mean you pay your taxes, yeah. But this way you actually have to pay up front. Better. Yeah. I mean, I think people will think it's worth it if they're if their kid because that's why people send like their you know, four or five year old, year old kids to this private school. So they start learning numbers and alphabet yeah. when they get in school, they're like, but that's the problem. They get into public school. If they don't go to private school and they start, they're like way ahead too ahead, and they're bored yeah. and then they decline. We think that in society, at least me, I'm, I, I feel like I was conditioned to think that kids that went to pulp or private school or homeschooled are weird kids. Do you have that same? Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, they're fucking just brilliant. They're, they're not. They're smart kids. Every now and then, I think it matters like if they're too closed in from society. Yeah, like and not social enough. I know some kids that were raised by just their grandparents, and they were homeschooled by their grandparents. They're fucking weird. They're like an old soul too, because yeah. they just they they're, think about they, my time's up, my time's going up. They got to re- they, they're they're uh, they're twelve years old. They're in their nook and cranny, and they're reading a book. That, yeah. You know when they should be outside. So there is some of that going yeah. on, and maybe that plays into this conceptual image that people have of homeschooled kids but all the kids that i know and i know quite a few they're fucking so smart no yeah. and they're amazing kids. they can keep a conversation they're polite and they can apply everything they learn to real life i didn't know you were in special ed i was almost in special ed oh, i thought you were i was almost in special ed. i was in special ed in elementary school and i didn't know i was in special ed <laughs> <laughs> you're a special boy dude i was like not in the regular classes, and yeah. I didn't even know. And then there's a point where they're like, hey, you're smart enough now. <laughs> they probably really said that back in the day, too. It wasn't yeah. like this PC stuff. So they, like, let me out. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like a free world. And they let they put me in regular classes. I think it was in, like, I don't know, fourth grade or something, yeah. maybe third grade. And then I, like, went to normal classes, and I was like, well, this shit's hard, though. <laughs> but I, I got to it. There's At some point, I fell off. And then I never came back, and I went to this special ed and got back on track. But I was um, I was on <laughs> until I got to like seventh grade. Yeah, girls fucked it up for me big time. But um, sports, like I think the reason I was passed, I was passing, is because I played sports. Yeah. I was a good athlete. So I, you're, it's true. If you're a good athlete, you're gonna pass. Maybe it might be with a seventy. But they're going to pass you. Oh, I got a shit ton of 70s, dude. Yeah. 70 was my grade. They just pass you. They pass you along. They don't yeah. fucking, like, help you. I I was able to go to, uh, I forget what they called it. They called it, like, study hall. Mm-hmm. Something along those yeah. lines. I was able to go to that. But I was in all the regular classes. And I, it was hard. Like, yeah. it was too hard. Yeah. But I don't think it was, like, looking back on it now, it just w- wasn't taught right. I just back in the day, man, chalkboards, dude, and like getting that shit all <laughs> over your finger and you're wiping it and then you race it and it's not yeah. like not totally going away and it's like clunky and it's like, I don't want to fucking learn. Did take, you take the chalkboard did away? Did you have a teacher that was really great that stuck out to you? Oh, yeah, in high school. Yeah. Tell me about this teacher. Why, why, why did this teacher stick out to he you? He applied it to real life situations. And it go. was in high school. He was an English teacher. I can't think of his name. 
but a lot of people had him as that Braswood. Uh, man, bald headed guy. He would like he would amp you up, man. He goes, he goes. There's no way you're gonna fail unless you just don't apply yourself. So yeah. I'm not gonna allow you to fail, but only if you apply yourself. It's gonna make me cry. So he would he would walk around the class with so much energy. I think he worked out and stuff, and he would make songs out of like the things we need to learn. And he'd be like, "She's a brick," and like slap <laughs> house. And like everybody is like amped, and they got out of the class, uh, and they're like, you know, looking hell forward yeah. to that class, probably. Yeah, everybody loved that class, and there would be some people trying to like act out. But he had a funny way of uh, putting that at uh, at bay, you know. Like he, he's like, he's saying away, but he wouldn't get strict. He just knew how to like control a class. And like, I would find myself doing the test, and I'm like saying these little things. I'm a brig, and I, I write the answer down. <laughs> yeah. So it's like he, you know, maybe he was teaching to pass the class, but there's also things that I still remember from the class that that help in the real world. Yeah. But yeah, real world applications is what he did. And I think that's why everybody loved it. And he made it easy. It's yeah. like, it can be that way or you can do be a teacher and just hand out the packets and make sure they come in on time and don't socialize and don't really help anybody. Yep. And that makes people not want to go to school. Yeah, they're not, they're, uh, they're, not they're unengaged. I had a, um, an English teacher. Her name was Mrs. Wendell. The like best teacher I hated reading. It's, I don't like it. It's ironic. I like it today, but she made reading fun. She was an English, so writing papers and all that shit. She made it fun. She applied to it in real life. And, um, I was different with my family in that we, uh, like most kids in dripping at the time, they were raised like trim and proper and their parents probably didn't cuss around them. And she would say like jokes to a select few of students that got the adult humor. She 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 like <laughs> slid some adult humor in class sometimes. And me and uh, my friend Heath, I haven't talked to him in forever, but we 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 sat by each other and we would get this like these adult humor jokes and she made class fun and she would always like look at me and Heath <laughs> and like wink. <laughs> yeah, like wink. I like, remember some teachers like that. Yeah, she but she made it fun and engaging and like hey I'm, like this is why you read and then she would apply something of like some stupid book that we were reading she would be able to apply that to a yeah. real life scenario and everyone loved that teacher like hands down no one had anything to say about that teacher i had this other teacher in reading class at the end of every class she said um like the bell would ring and she would fit she would make everyone stay until she was done and get to this last part she would always say any questions and she'd look at everybody. Any comments? Any concerns? And that she would—that was her thing. So much her thing that we all started doing that in school. Like any, any quite like almost kind of making fun, yeah. right? We're shitty kids, right? We're kind of making fun, but it stuck with us. Let's listen. If this is your chance before you don't go home and stress about it, tell me now, yeah. And let's talk about it. Shit, like stuck with me. I still, I'm, I still think about that. Yeah. So. I love the teachers too, that like, they didn't say come in earlier after like they, there was like a, there's some teachers and it can get out of hand probably, but there's like a line of four students that would stay after and ask their questions. They would go over it. Hey, this is how you do it. They leave and they get it. Cause if you fall out at one point, like I would do it, I would know it. I was so good at falling out <laughs> that like I knew I almost encouraged it because then I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to try from this point on because yeah. I'm too far behind. And then I'll just uh, cheat off the papers. And yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> I was a good cheater. A boy, I could cheat. Dude, the best of them. when there was always a teacher that was like, "Hey, I know a lot of you guys like cheating. 
you're not going to get past me. And I'm like, motherfucker, I got eyes in the back of my head. Like, I could cheat off a of Scantron's boy. I scan them better than the machine. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, dude, I was, That's funny. I was good at cheating. I, I don't know shit. Neither. I don't know shit today. So, but it's, it's amazing. I can go to college and I, I was able to catch up to like go to college. It's like, I'm uh, you know, I passed, you know, pre-cal i'm in you know about to go to cal i did trigonometry yeah. i just don't know how the hell and you know what i did was i did Khan academy that motherfucker's which good. is really good and that's just another thing that's just way better than school yeah but it doesn't have to be it be, could be school could be that good yeah and be like that that personal application but it, they're just not putting the, there's no money in the school but if they did they're not putting it back into it mm. do you know who brian mclogan is Mm -mm. I, I'm going to reach out to him to see if we can get him on the podcast. He was, I think I sent you him cause he got me through. You may have, he got me through Cal two or oh, that teacher or that like does it a certain way. Yeah. He teaches, um, he's been doing it for years. He teaches, uh, he films certain segments of his class and he made a like big dramatic post last year that he was quitting school to only do his YouTube series and YouTube videos but he taught in a way that was fun and like he broke it down so simple. Every complex question, he would just break it down and he would he made his class you could tell was fun because students would sometimes be giggling, he'd be like but he would say it sarcastically. He's like, Guys, stop. Come on. I don't want I don't have time for this. But he but he's he had this charisma about him that he was being a, a cocky asshole, but it was fun. And he could make uh, a, a problem that was hard just super easy because he, he doesn't explain it the way the book is he learned it you could you know that he learned it and he broke it down in a way that everybody his youtube channel is so popular um if you read the comments people are like you've taught me more in this two minutes than my professor has taught me all year yeah. and that's a common theme. that's the problem man yeah. what like i was saying with duolingo two days more than like three semesters or whatever in, in high school. If if that's happening, imagine what a day could do. Yeah. Like if they're that much more effective, like we need to get the other teachers out and I, get people or have them teach the teachers like something. I wonder if that's why he left school because he realized he could mm -hmm. make a bigger impact yeah. to more kids doing YouTube videos. Yeah. And it gives him more flexibility. He can just you know, put the videos out when he needs to. And yeah. that's the big thing. I like how the world's evolving now is flexibility, allowing us, you know, in the free world to have more alone time, like more time to ourselves, more time with our fam family, get the things we need to get done when they need to get done. But I mean, you can do a mobile now. Mm -hmm. I think that's so good for, especially uh, like mental health. Like we're always, we're, we're trying to t attack it, but it's like a funny thing of like COVID is like, all this stuff um, got reorganized to where schools can be online now. Like, if we made that initiative without COVID, it would have never happened. Right. No, nobody would ever like can went you imagine home. Imagine working from home, like doing our jobs yeah. or even like our company, not yeah. just our company, but every, every company. Yeah. As I wear the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it would have never happened. Yeah. It had, that had to happen to restructure the school system to be able to be online. And then that happened with work too. Like non-essential people went home and then they restructured the way we worked. And now we're doing things like via Zoom, like uh, qualification stuff, like <laughs> things that we never thought could be or we're just like, that's a no-go. Now they're available and now, you know, we can get just as much stuff done and also have free time to be, spend time with your family or do, you know, hobbies or whatever you're into. Yeah. 
I, I always wonder what the flip, like I'm a big proponent of working from home and remotely. I, I love it now, but I always wonder what the long-term effects are going to be. Cause we don't know yet. Um, yeah. what it's really going to do. It does open up more doors to be able to get stuff done at the house and have dinner ready at a certain time and, you know, spend more time and be more flexible with kids too. You know, parents that have kids, it's tough if both parents work too. But I always wonder what the law, I can't think of any, I don't know what the negative impacts are going to be, but there's got to be some negative impacts. My, my thinking is that you're so disconnected with your bosses and the people around you that you're even more of a number. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, you're always a number before, no matter what. Yeah, that but you corp- lose that personal touch. Yeah. Like if I talk to you in person, there's this connection. But once you're just doing Zoom stuff and then you're kind of out of the way, it's like, all right, we need to cut 10%. Yeah. And it's less personal because we didn't have that relationship. Yeah. It, even though you could have a relationship via Zoom and phone calls and stuff, it's not the same as a physical connection. Yeah. I, that's probably the only thing that I can think of being negative is there's this disconnect of the personal touch. The um, I know this sounds weird, but like uh, smelling somebody, you like some like someone's cologne, or um, walking past somebody and feeling a breeze walk past, and or hearing them talk from another office. Yeah. You know the voice. There's none of that. Well, also everything's real. You know, PC and proper on Zooms. They. Whenever you're in person, you have these meetings, but after the meetings, you get to sense how they yeah. really are yeah. and they'll, you know, say, you know, kind of be themselves, kind of open up a little more. I think you get that and you don't really get that with Zoom because it's, mm-hmm. you're on, you're not on this recording and it might, you might keep the recording and like, you don't want to come off a certain way. So you have to be like, like on your P's and Q's. That's a perfect example. I think you're going to miss out on that. This week when I met this lady that I've worked with for two years and I just thought she was a normal lady. I mean, she is just a normal person, right? But we had a lot of fun working together, and we got to talk about other stuff that we would never have talked about. Yeah. Um, and I thought we were complete. It turns out we're fucking pretty similar in our beliefs and the way that we were. We think, and we're completely. You know, she's a little older than I am, and we. But we have a lot in common, and we were able to communicate in person and talk about stuff that we've never been able to talk about just over team meetings. Yeah. So. And that strength, strengthens your connections too. Yeah. So now that you know, like, oh, I know John, but I know John on a personal level. Yeah. And then when you need something from one another, you're like, oh, I'm going to you know, go the extra mile because I know they're a good person and I've had this connection with them. And, you know, we'll you know help each other out more. And then maybe later in life, you all, you know, work at another company and, you know, bring you on over there and just, you know, those connect connections and networking, uh, like, from a personal standpoint, is really good. You can get some of that stuff over the phone and Zoom, but it, I feel like it just lacks a lot. It's missing something. I don't know what yeah. it is. I did the thing. Yeah, I saw it. I don't know. What pisses you off though? What really grinds my gears? Yeah. What 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 gets what rusts your gears? Uh, the thing that pops in my head right now, yeah, is still the education system. Like having a having to go to this weird college. And like get this degree just so I can go, you know, move up and, you know, set company. Yeah. And a, and a corporation. That's, it's kind of crazy. Even though you're more than qualified than probably 
a certain percentage of people that do have the degree. Yeah. I think at some of these larger <laughs> corporations, they should be, uh, if you're there for a certain amount of time, I mean, you should be like grandfathered in or something, but I don't think that I, I get it. There's some things I learned in school that like in, in college that apply, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting smarter, but some of it, it's a lot of fluff. Yeah. There's a lot of fluff. Some of these things I'm doing, I'm like, this is just to, to pass time. Mm-hmm. This is like an assignment to fill uh, a week, you know, oh, yeah. do this thing to fill a week. Yeah. But there's some weeks that it's like, oh shit, I learned a lot. And then there's, but the majority of them, I'm like, what are we doing here? And this is a major school. Like it's a big university. Yeah, clown college. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a little more prestigious. <laughs> you get, the, you can't get the nose till after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You graduate. Some are of these pa- clown colleges will give you the shoes. Are you painting the face right now or what are you doing? No. Nah. <laughs> I'm getting close. Those are like the uh, the core classes. I'm not there yet. I'm still doing the basic clown stuff. I don't think corporations should grandfather people in just because they've been there for a long time or give them some prestigious role because they've been there a long time. I think it's a slippery slope, but they have to accept some level of that. I think, no, I don't which think. Which they do. Maybe. I think it should be dependent on your your level of of drive and what you accomplish. How do you measure it? By what you accomplish. If you can look at somebody who maybe has a degree and then someone who doesn't have a degree and see what they contribute to the mm-hmm. company or contribute to the department, measure that over a couple of years and really make a decision based on that. Just because somebody has a degree doesn't mean shit. I've, I, you've proved that. And I've proved that. And then we're talking about, it's not just our company, it's worldwide. It's the bachelor's degree, the engineering degree is getting watered down, I think. Everybody yeah. has a fucking degree. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you have a degree, what can you do with that degree? Yeah. Show me what you, just because you have a degree and you can get this fucking job doesn't mean you can actually perform in it. Yeah. Well, that's the only way to measure it. And that gets subjective too. It's like, okay, put all these projects on a list of what you did to contribute, how much money you saved or whatever. But did you really do it? You know, or were you, were you yeah. like the person that went to the meetings and didn't say anything? And, that happens a lot. And, you know, you know, helped five other people, but really didn't help. Yeah. And then they put the title of the project and how much that project saved. Yeah. But talking to a person that wasn't involved in that project and saying you did that project, I love going to meetings and talking with people that have said they have accomplished something and asking them a direct question of how did this benefit or what did the operator say when this happened and they don't know. But Crickets. They, yeah, they give they give a fucking yeah. fluffy answer. You know somebody who has really been involved in the project on the ground level, doing work, making an impact. And you know people who have been on meetings on yeah. projects and can articulate at a high level of what the objective is and what the benefit is, everything that's on the spreadsheet. But everything that's on the spreadsheet is not really what always happened. It's never what really happened. Yeah. That's the that, outline. That's what I sound like someone that's just bitching right now, <laughs> and I know I am, but that really happens. There's a lot of these people that just go to attend the meetings and they say, Oh, well, this is the cost objective, and this is the benefit, and this is how we're going to implement, and here's a timeline. Yeah. And then there's people that actually do the implementation. 
Yeah. Those people know more than the people that just know the timeline. Yeah. And a lot of time, the lower level people are the ones actually doing the things. So this is the thing I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get this degree. I'm going to be the same person, but I'm going to be eligible for all these other jobs. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm going to have the same, you yeah. know, record. I'm just going to be able to get into a higher class of jobs. There's some people that just don't have it to be, um, you know, a leader. There's some people that just don't have it to be a, a project manager. There's just some people that are meant to be an operator or meant to be a checkout clerk. And that's fine. Yeah. But there's people that maybe didn't have the same upbringing as some fucking Karen who went to school and got a bachelor's degree. <laughs> Poor Karen. Right? Yeah. Uh, or or didn't have the financial need or the financial uh, ability to do that. Right? Yeah. Maybe there's someone that was really dumb in high school and got really smart later in life, yeah. a.k.a. me. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. <laughs> but... That can that can do that. Yeah. That can do jobs that maybe they're not on paper qualified for. Yeah. Well that's that's what you get too with uh people that didn't earn their <laughs> they're getting in the, in the in the weeds here, but like people that just went from high school to college and never had real world experience and, yeah. and got this degree that they didn't pay for either, like their parents paid for. And you're getting that caliber person, which sometimes fine. But they're going to go into a job that they've never worked. Yeah. And they don't know how it works. They don't know how they it really works. They, so they know, just know conceptually. Yeah. And then you could give them a big job. And they're going to really weigh in on those people that went out to go work. Yeah. And then they're going to college afterwards to so they can get these higher jobs. Because they yeah. know how to do it. They just can't get them. They're yeah. not eligible. So that's what's happening now. And then once they've hit like probably five to ten years in the company, then they start. it starts to click. Yeah. They're like, okay. Now I know what I need to do. Yep. So now they have the experience of the person that went straight to the job. And now they have the knowledge to push it even further. Yeah. But you have to wait all that time. And you have this kind of dependent person that like. Those people that come out with the big fancy degrees depend on people in the company that don't have the degrees. Yeah. Can you imagine what would happen if the people that didn't have the degrees just decided to do a, st- a walkout? Yeah. And depend on the people with degrees. Yeah. It'd be scary. Can you imagine that? But let's, there are good people that come, that take that route. No. And they're very successful. We know one of them. Who? What? Mr. Gabba. I was trying to be a hard ass. Yeah. yeah. But, but he's great. There are, there are, but he was raised differently too. He though. is. So, so a lot of that ties into this. It's not just <laughs> like, Hey, this person has the bachelor or masters or whatever. How are they brought up? Like, uh. did they do hard work? Like, did they have discipline? But so some of the people that take the route that actually pay for their school and still are paying for their school, they have that. Yeah. So like even if they went right out of high school, they went to college, but they had to hold a job down and they have this debt still today, you know, they're, they're paying it off. Right. I think that's, you get a lot more out of it because there's like risk. Like right now, if I, if I fail, I'm going to pay $2,000 because I failed. So I'm not going to fail, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to pass. And sometimes people can, you know, fail and then there's no big deal. We'll just take it again. Um, there's no risk. I do agree. I, I hope I'm not generalizing everyone with degrees are bad. That's it's why not, I put that comment in there. Yeah. Well, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that companies and leadership should be able to decipher from people like that. Deciphers. Yeah. Hey, this person has been at this company for a long time. And this person, more importantly, 
has been um, contributing and making waves and doing good things. Yeah. What? How do we retain this talent? Yeah. How do we promote this type of talent and keep this person? And same thing with the engineers too, who who come out. This person has a high quality level of of smarts. This person has drive. This person can make a positive contribution. How do we? keep this and then get that other person that comes out of college and Hey, this person's been here three years. Hasn't really done shit. Let's get rid of this person. No. Yeah. What? Why is that hard? I don't know. And there's stories where they don't contribute there. That's just, that's not where it's kind of like class. Like it's like, it's not where they would thrive, but they put them in a different position and yeah. then they blossom. Man, that's a good point. So yeah. it's maybe this, um, comes down to a leadership decision too. Sometimes yeah. like maybe yeah. they're not in the right spot. And then he moved somewhere else. That's a good else. point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, but for the record, not completely generalizing, but there's a lot of people that are really good and have degrees. A lot of people without them that have that are really good. There is a divisiveness though um, in corporations with education where you're treated a little different. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't. I feel like with all this. PC stuff that's going around, like yeah. I feel like that's gonna get attacked soon. No, I don't think so. I don't think that ever get attacked. You it's, don't think so? No, I think, um, I think race is much bigger than. than well, no, but you know, it's gonna get even more nuanced as it goes. There's very important topics that should be a topic of discussion, but as we keep addressing these things, it's gonna get more, more nuanced, and it might be important, but it's gonna get down to where, like, you know. It's going to be clothing or something like, I don't know. It's going to yeah. get so crazy that we're, I don't know what example I have for that, but I, I do, I do notice our company and other companies are, are doing, um, are, are thinking about years of service or military experience, um, in lieu of a, you know, bachelor's degree. So that is, I like showing, that. That is, showing, you learn a lot in the military. Yeah, dude, the fucking military. That's the one set segment of population that should matter the most. Yeah. These people signed their lives away to our country and would die for us. And they can't get a fucking improvement engineer job. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> you kidding me? Like 100%. Are you, 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 you gotta be fucking joking. They're over here in Afghanistan putting fucking tanks together and putting missiles together and building guns and helping people who can't even speak fucking English. They're sleeping on the ground and they can't fucking put uh, a motor in of at a, at a plant. Yeah. They can't. <laughs> you serious? Well, a lot of the principles they learn in there are really close to corporations principles. Like, so they already come in with that knowledge too. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad they, they open up for that. And I was going to add like the way things are evolving, like these little things that are changing that are really nice, like, um, big things actually, you know, in inclusiveness and, and, and race and all that stuff. The thing I like that affected me, which is, uh, Every job I had, it was a real problem that you had long hair or a beard. Yeah. Like I'd have to, sh it's not professional <laughs> yeah. to have that. And I always was like walking on eggshells and I would have to like shave my beard be and I couldn't grow my hair. I'd have to keep it at a certain length and then like piercings and stuff were just a no go. But now you see like these major corporations are allowing that. And it's really nice to be able to be myself because I was the topic of discussion every time like with, with a beard because I just, I look... I look dumb now, but I look really dumb without a beard. Yeah. So 
it was a it was a problem. Like in the meeting, it was like, oh, he's got a, he's got a beard, and you t- get taken, uh, you don't get taken serious whenever you have it. But now it's like it's kind of professional to have a beard as long as it's trim. Yeah, you know, there's so many people that are in leadership positions that do have tattoos. Yeah. It's becoming more of a norm now. Yeah. There's this woman. Uh, I don't know, executive of some, I don't know, Google maybe, I don't know. But she took a picture, her professional profile picture was her in a sleeveless shirt showing her tats. And it made the news. I forget really? what company it was, but. Like a she, LinkedIn picture or something? Yeah, it was yeah. it was the professional photo that you have, you know, the normal suit and tie, but it wasn't yeah. the suit and tie. It was it was her and a professional um, I don't know what you call girl. What do you call the blouses or something? I don't know. It's a professional f- clothing shoot. You know, shoot. She was wearing a professional like a attire. Vest? Yeah, a vest or something. Yeah. I don't know. But she was the the purpose was to show her tattoos. Yeah, you know, bold. And, yeah, and it was she was making a statement. Of, this is leadership today. Yeah, this is how we look. This this is normal and it's okay. I like the move. Yeah. It's a bold move. And I used to say, I'm like, I'm keeping my hair. Because I want to show, I want to make, if nobody does it, then it's not going to get normal. So like, you know, we're in, in a staff position, being around a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I, you know, I still hear like it's, it's not, but it's accepted, but it's like in our subconscious and some people's subconscious like, yeah. well, he's not going to get taken serious or, but if you can open your mouth and articulate and, and that make a difference. Yeah. It's just the road's a little harder when you have tattoos, piercings, or whatever. Like every time, you have to make a good impression. The road's harder for you, and it's gonna get harder for you. <laughs> I don't know, because you're white. Yeah. Did you know where I was going? Yeah. We talked <laughs> about this. We're almost getting. We're almost getting. Re- doing reverse racism now. No. Be- because we're so woke, and we're we want to be so inclusive. That we're closing the door on white people. <laughs> I'm serious. I can say it because I'm Mexican. Yeah, I'll you let like you that? say it. It's it's like a byproduct, but um, I haven't seen the effects yet. But I mean, you could be right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't. I'm not white, so I can't see it. But I know it's a. I know companies have a percentage of people that they have to hire that's not white. Yeah, they have to make a conscious effort to uh, hire somebody of. Of, of of you know African American or Indian or or Asian or yeah. and it has to be that more than white. Yeah, it's it's, it's been published but in it's, newspapers. It's yeah, I think I, I saw it through a th- different lens, like not too long ago. I saw that happening, and it's different. But um, there has to be diversity. There has to be because if you have an organization with one race. Not always, but they're they're more likely to pick another person of that race to come in their organization. Yeah, and then that will spread. So you have to have diversity to because otherwise. So like, say this does happen, this might work. So like, say I become the only white person in my organization. I think at that point, once it's balanced, then they'll say, you know, we need more white people. I don't think so. We haven't got there yet. I don't think it's, we haven't got there yet. I think it's getting too far. It's you, we haven't got there yet. It's almost bad to hire white people. (laughs) Well, in this, in this environment right (laughs) now it is, but it hadn't. So like in our, our company, it's very diverse. Yeah. It's to the point where it is very balanced, but it's not balanced enough to where 
it's time to hire more white people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it has to go that it's, way though. It's almost going uh, too far. It's going too far to yeah. be inclusive. I think, and it's not just our company. I think in society as a whole, you, you can't just um, believe that you're not racist. Yeah. Right. You can't just say, well, I'm not racist. You have to uh, burn a flag or denounce somebody or stop following somebody or not associate with that person to prove that you're you're woke. It's all a virtue signaling. It's like, hey, look at me. I am so on the inclusive side that I have the pride flag symbol in my bio. I have uh, the BLM thing in my title. I am so inclusive. This is me. And yeah. if you don't have that these days, it's almost a bad thing. Yeah. No, I think there's... Are a, you uncomfortable right now? No. Okay. There's an element of that, which is too far. There's always like a spectrum of too far. Yeah. But the middle, the middle, which I truly believe, I think we need diversity because yeah. we ha- we're, we're a free country. Everybody wants to be here. And a lot of people talk crap about people, you know, coming from Mexico to, the, to America. But I... You bet your ass if I was in Mexico and I was hearing gunshots and I had a family yeah. and, and we were in danger, I would risk coming over to America to start a better life. Yeah. If you think about it in their shoes, you know, we were privileged enough to, to be born here. You bet your ass I'll be running across the border trying to get over here. Oh, absolutely. And that comes from different countries too. And we see that and it's, it's, not- it's hard to say, but like, I would, wherever I was from, if I knew there was a better place, I would go there. Yeah. So, that, so, so like, we should be in an area where we feel safe and our family feel safe and we feel accepted, and that's America. There's, I mean, there's other countries that are like that, but, so, with that, they come in, the first generation's a little rough, right? Because they're from, they have, their culture's different, but that's what we accept the first generation's in. And then the sec- second generation's know a little more about how America works, but they also bring their culture in too, which makes us a little more diverse and accepting of different cultures. So I really like it I, for the most part, but there's that spectrum where it goes too far. I think we're going, I'm, I'm all, I'm Mexican. Mm. I'm for diversity. Diversity matters. Yeah. I get it. But we don't have to be so uh, hardcore and in your face about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm so, touchy about racism now because it's, it's so much so uh i see people as who they are if you're a good worker you're a good worker um if you're a funny guy you're a funny guy or woman or whatever but um i i want to learn about different cultures but i'm scared to ask sometimes i still do it but in a company setting i'm like i want to know more about where you're from because i feel like in america we don't they probably do teach and I just weren't paying attention, <laughs> you know, at school, going back to school. But I want to know more about different countries and like Pakistan, Afghanistan. I don't know about stuff right. and I don't, and I'm really interested in learning, but I always have to start the conversation. I said, Hey, you don't have to answer this if you don't feel comfortable, but like, I want to know more about like who you are, where you came from and things like that. Cause I'm just, that's why our podcast is called curiosity. I'm just so, I just want to know about everything. Yeah. And so that, you know, I know kind of, I don't know where they're, where they're from and what, what they do and how, how they live life, how they grew up, what it was like. So then I'll have a better understanding of how they are today. You know, like, was it rough where you're from, you know, in Mexico, how was it, you know, like, yeah. is it, and I like to gauge too, like from what we see on the news, like, 
is it really that, crazy over there? Or because I, I, I'm a world traveler, man. I, I go all kinds of places, and I see that it's not really what they say on the news uh, all the time. Hold on. Every we talked about this last time. Every place has a bad area, but every yeah. place has a good area you're, too. You're traveling to resorts. No, I'm not. You're traveling to yeah in Mexico. But I've oh, also what, oh, that's what I'm I've doing. also been to Germany and England and uh, Tokyo and Thailand, and we spent time in the areas that weren't um, uh, weren't for tourists. weren't for tourists. But yeah, I've, I've been to resorts too. Yeah. I don't count those. That's a fake fake land. That's a, that's a nice <laughs> yeah. in America. Yeah, but we've been <laughs> in Mexico, like deep in Mexico, and and there are bad areas, but there's Absolutely. good areas too. And there's time there in uh, Mexico specifically. There's times when you probably shouldn't travel like yeah. you sh- shouldn't probably you know travel at midnight um you should probably know somebody in those little in those areas but um there's paths you can take that are safer and there's paths that are a little more dangerous but that's just you know in this area yeah. if you go to houston i don't know if today is still the day but like if you go to the fifth ward you know you probably don't want to go through there right you it's know just a, there's just a big ass shootout like last week yeah so like you know that from being from here, but you're not from Mexico, so you don't know those bad areas. So there's every place has, you know, an area that's a little more dangerous. Yeah, I think we've talked about this too. If people, there's probably people in Germany or China saying, well, fuck, you don't want to go to America. You see what's going on in Austin or. Exactly. You know? And you told me that the other day. I went to Tulum, Mexico, which is a touristy, more, more touristy area, but it's not a resort, right? But you told. I saw that there was a shooting out there and that's still being talked about over there. It's like tourists got there shot. Was a, there was another one recently. Yeah. yeah. But normally in the tourist areas, you don't see like cartel activity, but there was like a, what is it? A stray bullet that went and yeah. happened to shoot a tourist. So it was, but you, you, sometimes you say smart shit. Not often. All the time. Not often. All the time. But you said, could you imagine if someone from Mexico saw the violence that happens in Houston every day? Yeah. Like how many people get killed in Houston every day? And that kind of gets washed <laughs> over by like mainstream think, news. But uh, you were so scared. And if I remember right, you were so scared of going and I was trying to calm you down. So I said that and you're like, well, shit, you're kind of right. And I was like, but it's dangerous over there. So have a good trip. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess it just gets magnified. Uh, yeah, we're around it. In different countries and, and things like that. But. I don't know. Well, back back to the diversity thing real quick. Yeah. Again, I'm not against. I'm not against it. I'm, I'm for diversity, but there's, um, you can almost correlate it to the, when does the flipping of the kettlebell stop? It's getting too much. <laughs> the kettlebell. You know what I mean? You found I, a way to put that in a, yeah, I wrap feel, it all in I full like, circle. Yeah, I think we're, it's just a little bit, too much you know so at some point we're gonna get to where there's no white people where it's like a, a, a bad thing to be white you know you don't think with just evolution though with all the different cultures becoming put in you know in this mixing pot race is going to change anyways oh absolutely yeah i think yeah. they had projections of like what what an American would look like in twenty years or something. It's well, I, like my kids. My yeah. kids are all you know. They're all half breeds. Yeah. They don't. They're not. It's all going to be mixed, and it, this this won't be a thing anymore. Yeah. Like because with technology and be able to communicate and uh, travel and like transportation, it's very easy to get places now. It's real easy to talk to someone that you uh, don't know the language. You just get on Google and translate. Yeah, I'm sure I've I've been seeing this technology where you put a. Um, like a earbud in and then you just talk and it speaks Spanish to yeah. them. Like we're finding ways to communicate and just 
the whole world's gonna, you know, we already do. Like they all, most of the countries are able to go on Facebook and stuff. <laughs> and then we start to level out. We start to have the same understanding from Facebook, like how culture is. So that's like combining culture because everybody's on the same app and everybody is looking at the same things and sharing their opinions. So it's not going to be like, it's still going to be America. It's still going to be uh, China, everything, but everybody's going to be a little more blended anyways. You know what I mean? Kind Race of. is going to be blended. Culture is going to be blended. So it's just since social media is tying everything together so quickly, I think we're trying to catch up with that. We're trying to stay ahead of that so that um, because if we get behind it's, you know, adds, adds some sort of controversy. So like, you know, I don't know. Cause we don't know other cu cultures that well. So as they come in, it's like, I think we've, we've had training before. Like, you know, what's acceptable, what's not, yeah. it's very different in different countries. Oh, so, absolutely. but I think ultimately there's not going to be a race eventually. It's going to, you know, it's going to be a long time, but I hate putting on papers that I'm Caucasian. It's like, I'm you just know, a man. What's the, <laughs> I just filled out something earlier this week that was, you know, what's your, what ethnicity and then your race. So ethnicity, Hispanic mm -hmm. or Latino, right? And then race, it says, you know, white, non-Hispanic, Asian, non-Hispanic, Latino. There wasn't, oh, wow. yeah, there wasn't, uh, what the fuck do I pick for that one? I picked white. I'm like, I'm not white, but. You well, didn't have no other choice. I didn't have any fucking choice. But there's always an option now I'd rather not say. Well, I didn't want to say. I, I like to say. You do, but you get wrapped up into a, sta a statistic. Sta can't, you can't say it is. Statistic. Statistic. Yeah. That's pretty good, right? Both you get it. wrapped up in that. So I I just press, I'd rather not share anymore. I because I'm, ultimately, if you were born, like if we're talking about, it's all a category. Like where were you, where were you born, basically? I'm American. I was born here, so I'm an American. That that should be it. But again, corporations have to, they have a percentage of people yeah. that they have to abide by and send those uh, that data to the government and say, look, look how inclusive we are. They, or they can share that with some organization yeah. and say, look, we've, we, uh, we interviewed you know, 40% African-American and 25% and Asian-American, they, they have to say that. And I think it's, I think that's when you're, when you're forcing that on people, no. when you're, it's not authentic. It's not coming from the heart. You're, you're giving me all this stuff from you and you're a very emotional guy. Mike. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm tired of this. You're, very, this. you're giving me genuine Mike, right? Mm -hmm. And that's great. That's genuine. That's you. But if corporations are forcing it, mm -hmm. they're forcing you have to have X amount of, of minorities on an interview panel. You have to have uh, uh, you know a certain percentage of male to female on the interview panel. And if you didn't, well, then you got to redo the interviews. And it's it's not authentic. And then it, it sways someone's opinion. You know, yeah. when you're forcing it, it's not good. And at some point, we're going to slingshot back the other way. Yeah. We're going to have to. At some point, it's going to get so bad of just forcing all this stuff down people's throat that you're going to have to come back. Yeah. I mean, it sounds fucked up when you have to do it that way. Like, you have to do it. You, that's what's happening. But that's my problem. But there's no other, like, there, it's not going to happen naturally. I, I mean, think, I, think I it, mean, once I, we start getting more diverse, it's like, it's, it's going to be where 
you're just going to have a mixed panel anyway. I think it does happen naturally. We uh, America voted in a black president eight years ago or no. you know twelve years ago, whenever it was now. Yeah, well, like I, like it, that spectrum thing. Uh, you know, maybe we go a little too far, but I think it happens naturally. And there's all these. There's a bunch of different races and leadership roles right now, and it happened naturally. It happened because hopefully this person can perform a job. We shouldn't hire somebody because, well, it checks the percentage that I need to hire. Well, that's right where it gets hairy. Well, it's happening. But there's people that are fit for the job. I think you can agree at least um, maybe 10, 15 years ago, like it was harder for a, a Mexican to get a job, like a high-level job, or it's higher for a, a black person to get a higher-level job. It was in the past – you know, a lot, it's bad to say, it's like a lot of Caucasians in these higher level jobs. So even if they did qualify, they wouldn't get a shot because the panel was all Caucasian. I don't, man, I don't know. Not I, everywhere, but some, you know, some places I'm sure it was I, a problem. I, I should be on board with that because I am Mexican. I should say, yes, this, I've, you don't never, agree it was a problem at one time? May, I think at it, some places, I think it was different because maybe at, at that point in time, more white people had the ability to go to college and then get these degrees. And, exactly. And, and, and minorities didn't. Yeah. So maybe it's not the problem of this white evil man that's on this board um, hiring a white evil man. Yeah. Maybe it's a problem that we need to address in education yeah. and make it more affordable for, for minorities to go to school. Well, maybe, that's that's in there, too. Yeah. That's in there, too, ma- making it easier to go to school if you're a minority. So it's fixing the system. On that level and the corporate level. And I have a feeling it catches up at some point and you don't see it as much because it's just the culture. I don't think we're fit. I don't, I think it's a perpetual problem that they know they can generate money and funds. East side of Austin is historically bad. How much, how much good things are, is happening to Austin? Tesla, all these corporations are moving to Austin. They're building a big Samsung facility just outside Austin. The world, we're going to start making fucking chips here in the United States. That's crazy, dude. That's good. we can't fix the east side of Austin. There's more There's more deaths happening in east side of Austin than ever before. We're yeah. already on. We, I think we Austin uh, went uh, double homicides in 2021 compared to 2020. Of course, there's COVID and all this bullshit that plays into it. But why can't you just fix the east side of Austin? Why, why can't you pour, like, legitimately, you want to fix poor money into something? Yeah. Don't pour money into downtown Fix it. So the way I see they fix that and they do is give free money for education for people who don't have the opportunities. And that normally falls into minorities. So that's a way of getting them out, get them educated and getting them into higher paying jobs or just giving better opportunities. So if you go a step lower from the family mindset, like fam, like the family getting better opportunities after they've already are already older. How do you fix that before giving uh, my, you know, minorities money to actually go to school and get out of that system? Well, we're given money now. We're giving all these tax incentives. Now yeah. we're giving, you know, food stamps and all this bullshit to help. And it's not helping. It's only perpetuating the problem because you can, you can give people this money in this open bank and say, oh, well, then I'm just going to keep getting this money. I'm going to keep being able to do what I do and not have to change. Well, that's just for school, though. The ones I'm talking about is like grants for school. Like, you don't have to pay back. You have money to I go to I'm school. Ta- You're ta- not just getting free money to 
that's a different thing. I'm talking about they get grants, free grants, they can go to school and the government will just pay for their school to get them out of that because the money's not coming from nowhere else. And if they don't go, they're just going to repeat the cycle their parents did if, if that's their situation. I think me and you are talking a little bit different things. I'm talking about starting at the home level when the kids are, are small. So what do you do? You, there's all these social programs to help, yeah. but I don't know of any like social programs that are going into these neighborhoods and kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, really educating kids on, Hey, why is school important? This is what, this is an example of, of how you can make it if you go to school or why is saving money important? Why don't you want to do drugs? Why don't you, this is why, but how do you get them to go? I think that's the problem too, is like, Maybe they you, offer these things, you, but they don't want, like, the parents don't want them to go, or they don't want to go, because they're in the system where it's like, you have I don't want to go, go to school. to the neighborhoods. And force them. No, not, maybe not force them, but just, there's there's all kinds of buildings. There's how, you can do it in the street. There's got to be a way to educate and really make an impact. There's, there's small organizations doing it yeah. in Austin. And I keep saying Austin, because I'm I'm really, I, I, I love Austin, I, I I have a place in my heart for Austin, but it's going to shit. Um, but everything around Austin is getting beautified and spent a lot of money and it's growing. But mm. there's still this thorn on the east side of Austin that has remained the same for a long time. Yeah. And you could make an impact. I'm saying like it's easy, and I know it's not easy. I know it takes money, but there's a lot of money being spent on wasteful stuff that you could really spend it. And make an impact to help people. Well, now they have the opportunity. With all these big businesses, uh, comes um, tax dollars, and they can build up money to actually support these. But someone's got to have the initiative to uh, do it. Because Elon, it's, e- Elon's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will. He's doing a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But, no, this is this is good. I mean, it's, no, no, no. It's, it's a problem, and it's, not a lot of people have a solutions. I've heard of solutions that, but they just don't get implemented. There's no money in it. Um, that's something Rogan talks about all the time, just cleaning up this that's, thing. Rogan bugs the fuck out of me when he says, um, it's probably the one thing I disagree with Rogan. I don't know. I disagree with him a lot of stuff, but how he says Austin is, the mayor is making an impact on the homeless and Austin's a, when he talks about like, oh, traffic's not bad in Austin. He's just comparing to California. He's just comparing. He, yeah, but he didn't, he needs to have someone on from Austin that's been in Austin that really knows Austin yeah. to, to give him a perspective of how it sucks, yeah. why, why it's gotten worse. He compares it to a really bad, he's comparing, uh, well, fuck, if I went to California and I compared it to fucking uh, China, yeah, it'd be fucking, ama- California would be amazing. Yeah. Um, that's something that, that does bug the shit out of me. Yeah. The the bad thing is that no matter who is the, the mayor or whatever, you won't see that type of change in your lifetime. For years to come. It takes too long. It, yeah. It's a it's a unlearning, relearning. It takes a long time. You won't even see. I mean, it was, it's like if you saw it on a chart, it's going to be a small progression yeah. in the right direction. But someone has to keep doing it. And I don't know, I think there's always going to be those areas in major cities or even towns or whatever. There's always going to be a decline somewhere where it's not getting enough attention. 
it's just trying to stay ahead of it and make sure you have the right people in offices to make sure they're putting putting aside money to uh, put some attention in and those areas. Not defunding the police and yeah. These are whole large subjects that are for another podcast. <laughs> oh, I want to talk about them. Yeah, but they're all controversial, and they all have a good and a bad side. I think uh, we can all agree all this stuff that we've talked about today, there's benefits, and there's uh, there's good and bad in all of it. You know what pisses me off? Vegans. <laughs> God, <laughs> I know. Fucking vegans. I know. Okay. Well, I think this is good. I think we're... We're up on time. I think we're, we're oh my god. Hour fourteen into this song, bitch. Well, we're supposed to do thirty, so all right. You got riled up. I don't no more coffee. I for let you. I let you do this. Yeah. I'm not ever gonna let you do it again. The angle? Yeah, this angle's shit. I don't even I don't care about the video. But you care about the But this is shit. I'm showing too much lag, damn it. Can we go get, get some pulled more, off? Can we go get some more coffee? Alright. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Da-da!